Warning, the following podcast may contain strong language, explicit lyrics, and induce paroxysms of laughter. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Tuesday Night Live with the Rat Pack. It's the Rat Pack, we got sauce, GQ, JQ, Jackson Pass, take hip-hop, get experimental, Tuesday nights at 8.30 Central. This week's special guest is Bethany Thomas. The Rap Pack, we got sauce. Jake, you, Jake, you, Jackson, plus. The Rap Pack, we sweep that giant with special guest Bethany Thomas on Tuesday Night Live. Yes. That was a quick week. I felt like we were just here. I know. I feel like you like took a trip to Mexico on the last week or something. Hey, can you tell? Am I glowing? I'm more like, I, I turn like pink in tropical climates. Yeah, you're, like, you're, you're, you're a lobster guy. You're a glowing, lobster. yeah, exactly. Glow, glowing would not be the, the adjective I would use. <laughs> Burnt. Glowing red. <laughs> Let's Shall we? bring in Bethany Thomas. Hey, hey Bethany. Hey. Hi. Hi. How's it going? It's going. It's going great. It's going great. It's great to have you with us on Tuesday Night Live. Thank you for being here. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I find you an incredibly intriguing artist, and I sense a sort of camaraderie as like you are in the Chicago theater scene pretty heavily, but you also put yourself out there in a rock and sort of like songwriter way in the way that a lot of artists in Chicago, I feel like, find their niche and like sort of go in like one direction and um i we feel pretty strongly and passionately about you know um whatever art we're trying to make at the time and we don't try to like put ourselves in a box and i just think you're kind of like a very unique and interesting artist in that way you're a box breaker you you're straight up box breaker thank you i feel that too yeah i'm happy to to be able to step outside of what a whole group of people usually know about me and do something different. I think Chicago is a nice place to be able to do that. So. so Bethany, the last year was clearly the work on the albums you put out probably started before that and was, you know, uh, uh, in the making prior to that. But in the last year, you you have two records out. Yeah. Would, you have, would you have time on your hands or something? Do you have some time on your hands in the last year? Well, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. That They they must have, the work on them must have preceded last year. Right. My album, the BT She Her one, yeah, we recorded a lot of this stuff in 2019. And then I was finishing up like a lot of the vocals and production stuff in 2020 and doing the mixes and then we released uh but the other one material flats that was written and released within four months or something it was you went that was a fast project well it was from we wrote and recorded in june and then we released it in october can i play a little piece of your solo album real quick can i just play a little piece sure yeah i think i think people would like to hear that here i want to play my my jam hold on here we go A real big shadow. Oh, 
The production is amazing and it's so hi-fi and yet so grimy and that's like it's so beautiful and that was like sort of what I took from it and tried to capture a little bit of today on our song was like hi-fi punk trashy hi-fi trashy and uh and so I think we'll get into that a little bit in a little bit but I wanted to ask about the other album you released last year too and it's with your partner Tawny Yeah right? Tawny Newsome She's she's one of my best friends. She's one of my oldest music collaborators. Yeah, I think Jackson G, didn't she help you guys in a play, right? She Yeah, she taught us how to DJ. That's right. <laughs> my first t- DJ teacher. I think 2012 or something like that, 13 oh maybe, God. 2009 or 10, bro. She was oh, doing like a, a Second City show where they were like improvising uh-huh. and she had us in after the show when the, all the audience stayed and we like freestyled between like long form improv- improvisations they were doing and we were just like raunchy and drunk at the time and that was I don't remember that. Did we do that? Yeah, people and, for that stuff all the time. Yeah, you don't really you don't remember that, dude? Because you you tagged in, you tagged in on a bunch of the games. Uh, I I always did and she was like, we were like, are you sure this is like tourists, like Nebraska second city crowd people? Like, they don't want what we're bringing. And she's like, I want what you guys are bringing. Fuck these people. And we like yeah. went ham. Yeah. <laughs> I remember now. I remember. But what a cool album. I love hearing that you you all weren't precious with it. And you just kind of like, this is the time we're going to make this thing and put it out. And, you know, it feels visceral like that. It, yeah. feels, cool. it, it feels like that. I agree. We were feeling like it was a thing of its time, so it felt right to put it out during the time. Even We didn't realize how long the time would be yeah, at yeah. the time. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck did you get Ted Leo on your on your? Ted Leo's album? a friend. Oh, just a friend, no big deal. NBD. I was fucking mind blown. I didn't realize that you guys were um, buddies with him. And I mean, it makes sense. He's a very approachable, awesome guy. So I'm not like, he, you know, like, but he's amazing. And the cult following that surrounds him is like obsessive and crazy. So it's just a, Ted Leo and the pharmacist. Yeah. If you, if anyone out there does not know Ted Leo and the pharmacist, please like just throw on any album, literally any album tomorrow and just have the best time ever. It's just fucking great power rock yeah. pop. Like, it's just great music. Yeah. Awesome music. He's at DC. He's DC, uh, right? Yeah, he's that area. He's like Rhode Island. Yeah. Um, okay. and, and like, he's better friends with Tawny. I think he's very, like, 
in the comedy world. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. And that song is beautiful. <laughs> hey, Bethany, on the, on the track Jay was playing, do, do you are you doing all your own background vocals on that as well? Not on that one. On most of the album I am. On that one, uh, Lindsay Charles from a hardcore band called The Cell Phones is singing like the Elto line, like holding it down, like, She's one of my favorite local voices. Like she's so badass. But most of your songs that that I listened to, I thought I I had the feeling you're doing a lot of your backup vocals. It's the the juxtaposition of like your screamy lead lead voice and then your like your comforting angelic sort of like lifty uppy softer vocals background shit like together. It's just like. It's awesome. It's, it's like- dope. It's dope. Like we had a we had a guest on last week, BT, and her name was Mena, and she has an amazing voice. But she, Jax, was singing his part and recording his part, and she's like, "Fucking you guys have like the biggest range." And then we have this like little window, and like I'm like, "Well, not you. <laughs> That's not you. You have like your range is insane." It's, it's- it's a yeah. It's it's. I got one. I, I try. I try to utilize my toolbox. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm saying it's, but it's not. Ju- it's not just the notes of the range. It's like the range of timbres you can use. You have a lot of control over your voice, and yeah. your ability to make something super lush and then scream through it. And I think that's what G's kind of talking about. Is it's like jarring and beautiful. It's really cool. So I was really impressed. It makes sense that you are a, a, a theatrical performer as well, right? I actually, when I was gonna, I was gonna bring up a point about that. Yeah, actually. go for it. Because first of all, like G, I think he described those backing vocals correct that it was like angels, but they also sound like a like slightly like tipsy angels that like also had a you know maybe had a little angel dust. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, but I mean, and to me, that's actually what makes it like melt your face awesome. You are on a whole different plane in that you have so much range that it also extends the amount of range that you have for your songwriting as well as like the song, like the actual songs that you can do. Because on all of your albums, like there is no song that there's no one song that's like the other. At all. And then, I mean, it almost feels like, you know, we, you were talking about the Material Flax record. It, in, in, it does feel like it was made in a moment, but it almost feels like those songs were taken from different centuries, kind of. Like, and you have such a huge, like, theatrical range. So I'm wondering, like, actually where, like, where all that influence comes from. I'm wondering if it, if it is the theater or maybe it's not that at all. Well, it's definitely the theater. Uh, you have to use a lot of different uh colors in your voice depending on like what kind of characters you're singing or what you know like what kind of genre the show is but it's also like being 15 and getting out of madrigal choir practice and running to like a punk show you know yeah i i I hear that and i'm glad my colleagues made the same point because i was going to say there's something about when you go in your head voice compared to your chest voice and how a lot of times when the theatrical people try to cross over it sounds forced and sort of like like this is my trained theater voice and then like you know and then like go back in your chest and this is how i learned how to sing hedwig and the angry inch or whatever you know and it's like it feels authentic to you in a way that um a lot of times 
theater. I, I hate to generalize in this way, but theater tra- trained yeah, theater. Hate people to generalize, but fuck try them. Try to. Most shit sucks. You know. <laughs> it doesn't feel like an affectation. It's a, it's coming from a genuine place in your voice. It's stylistically Thank cool you. as fuck. Yeah. And just, I mean, like you know how yeah. theater is. Like you gotta. It's not just about like what you can do with your voice. It's what with theater. It's like what you can do safely eight times a week, you know, like, Oh which yeah. Is, oh, for yeah. sure. We always forgot yeah. about that part because <laughs> by, by show yeah, six, exactly. push it to the Sometimes limit. Sometimes without push amplification, you know, right. like it's, it's right. right I, I right. gotta say Jay and I did see you perform at, at a show where we were like, damn, she sounds like she could sing, but whatever fucking mix they're putting on her, definitely for old white people to hear and sort of digest was not reflective of your presence. And that's not a slight on your performance in any way. We've had, we, we've talked about like recently about how like sound systems can be uh, racist. racist and like, We've been talking about it forever. And it's like, like rooms, literally the room can be racist. I know it's crazy, but it's true. Like sound systems, rooms are built with sound systems that are designed for certain type of music, certain type of voices. And when you get outside that range, they have difficulty managing what you got. You know what I mean? Um, And it's like one of my giant pet peeves. It's, it's the, G always talks about it with lighting too. It's like a real issue, you know, in theater in general. Um, you know, it's something I want to write up at some point and like send it to American Theater yeah. Magazine. Like, your theater is racist, not because of you, your actual building is racist. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> I think we should go inside the yeah, box. Go inside, go inside the beat. Go inside. Been outside the box, let's go inside the beat. All right. Yeah. We're going in, 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 inside the beat. We're going in, 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 inside the beat. Let me talk about where I went with listening to your music. I heard lots of fun stuff in it. I heard like old school punk stuff. I heard there's some soulful kind of like rootsier stuff in there. I actually heard like lots of Gwen Stefani in your music because of the way that when you pierce through like a lot of guitars and you're still really heard, there's something about the way you can poke through that with your vocal timbre that she also has. And I started listening to No Doubt and then I was like, yeah, but that's that's not punky enough. And like, I started listening to all kinds of different stuff and I was listening to Ted Leo for a while and then I was like, I do these sort of like rabbit holes, like based on your music. And then I landed on Deerhoof, actually. Um, yeah. Because I was just like, I wanted like super ripping punky sounds, but I wanted like hi-fi samples, right? And wow, did I found them. Deer, like there should be discographies based on Deerhoof samples at this point. I'm I'm calling it. This is the bank of samples that nobody knows about. That is amazing. And I've done it like a few times. Here's what samples from Deerhoof sound like. Ready? That's a sound from them on a record. I make that. Ha 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 
Listen to those drums. That, that's a drummer. And that's like how they mix. It. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it, felt, it sounds like a shit ton of compression. Yeah, it has like a Dave Friedman level of compression. It's great. It's like... It's crushed. It's crushed. Okay, so this is how it started. That's, That's the little snare, and now here's the big snare. Uh, now these other sounds, I swear there's like, like, it sounds like ripping paper, but like, as if somebody's ripping paper, like in my ear canal, listen to me. Nice. Wow. I don't I mean, every time I hear, every time I hear, I think someone goes like with their mouth. Really, I I think of like a like a commercial. I I, I associate it with like Sunday watching, or yeah, watching my parents watch television and like a um, I don't know some sort of like <laughs> giving to like wildlife fund or whatever, like an eagle. <laughs> that's that's. That's that's what went through my head. Um, here, so then when that's playing, uh, I added a little 808 hi-hat, and then I layered the kick with an 808, and you'll feel what that does. And here's my 80s bass line. Oh, yeah. Hey Jay, I got a question for you. Do you EQ any of the sample drums, or do you just, or you just take them dry? Well, those those were so compressed. I didn't actually do anything to those because Word. because um, I really wanted that to be the base of the sound, and I mixed everything else around those samples. So I wanted that Word. to be the the thing. Um, um, so, but I have a surprise for you guys: is that I sent the beat off. To our friend Anthony Gravino. Hey. <laughs> yes. Tony G. He recorded and mixed all of Q Brothers Christmas Carol, the soundtrack. Um, he is an awesome guitarist. He is a has an incredible studio um in a, like a barn down in in Champagne in Shambana. He just like he did a bunch of little peppered a lot of stuff throughout, but he also put like mirrored the bass line. So I was able to take that 80s bass line and 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 kind of make it sound a little more alive. And I took um, I split it and sort of panned one a little bit and the other one and his guitar line mirroring it. So you'll hear these together uh, and you'll hear what I mean. And it just brings a lot more like 
punk. It went from like Devo to Gang of Four somehow when I did this. So it was cool. Check it out. So that's by itself. Here's with him. Another level. Just put a little grit on it um, and gave it like a little more pluck. Um, yeah, that, that was that was a good analogy. Yeah, and then I uh, thank you. And then and then he put like other little stuff in there, so I chopped it and moved it all around. But check it out. a bunch of percussion here so you'll see this change the baseline <laughs> That's sort of a clav. Then Ant then Anthony played on this too. And he played like through the whole thing, just like power chords. But what I ended up doing was chopping it and then muting sections of it to match where these hits happen to give the chorus more bounce. So This is my favorite sound. I'm gonna use this on everything now. I love this sound. Listen to this. It, I have to solo it for a second, but. But it like changed. That's cool, what is that? I don't know. I love it. And I'm, it, it, I just like, you know, was messing around with synthesizers. I don't know what to tell Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, um, this is what it sounds like together. Cool. Yeah. I love, I love that sound. That's great. I got, uh, also I sent it to G. G, G gave me some sounds, so you'll hear some other sounds in there, um, like. It's kind of laying under the hook. Um, um, and then, um, he played these like sort of long patches under certain sections, which helped the chorus not get as repetitive, which is cool. Um, uh, so that was cool. Thanks, G, for that. Um, and then I made a um, really aggressive kind of half-speed beat just to give uh, the little break from the speed of the whole thing. But um, and then I took some of Anthony's wailing. I don't think he ever heard this part because I built this after I sent it to him, but this is what it sounds like with him on it. 
have to say that part, that part, and I mean this actually as one of the highest compliments that I could give, that little part sounds a little bit like El Producto. I don't know what that is. LP. Oh. Yeah. That like that 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 sounds like his sort of his sort of mode. Yeah, yeah, I can I can see that. I'm not I'm not as familiar with his production these days, but so yeah, well, how did it start off? How did it start off? And I remember early on saying, I feel like Fugazi here. And somebody said Devo, and then Bethany said, Yes, 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 I fucks with all of this. Very excited. Fugazi meets Devo is a great place to start. That's <laughs> where we started. Right. There's the whole DJ. Yeah, that was G. G yeah. mentioned something about radio. And then and I affirmed that. I affirmed that. I was like, G, you you're on well, something there. You also it, right before that one talked about the white lines of neon signs leading down corridors to dark, sweaty spaces filled with smoke and really drunkness and waiting in line for the bathroom. And your friend is getting with a friend and they invited you just so that you would be a friend for them while they went off with another friend. And you were just like lost in the sweaty madness of a basement rock show in New York or something like that. And like, uh, yeah, I was about to say, so basically our 20s. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I definitely glammed onto that, and that, that 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 those images really struck me. And then Bethany and Pop started going back and forth on just, like, little links to YouTube video. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. I, lo- I love some of it. Bethany, I love some of yours. Like, you had some choice for what did you What did you reference? To all songs that mention radios. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that video. I, I, I for, for everybody out there who's watching this and everybody who hears the uh, the, the podcast later, Stephen, make sure that this is on the podcast. Everybody needs to stop what they're doing. Go to YouTube. Look up Make Me Lose Control, Air Carmen. And I, I mean, I swear to God, that video is is life. It's it's uh, it's it's epic. So radio became like sort of a. And and like and like dive bars and radios and kind of jukebox feel was like became kind of a vibe. Yeah, something about like the visceral like stench and funk that like that's part of that scene. Not just not just like in the venue, not just like when you're like in the club or whatever, but at the bar, even outside the bar, like what you carry home with you. Something about that like. You know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. I, I feel like that's the last time that I had that. Like, I don't know. It's almost like a musk that people of a certain age like wear. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it is something that doesn't exist anymore. I mean, like, I, I'm not saying it was awesome to to come home and have to to hang your your whatever you were wearing out your New York apartment window for the night just to get the cigarette stench out of it. Um, <clears throat> like, but that was sort of like an initiation. It was like a rite of passage in a way. It was like if if you didn't if you if you didn't smell like that at some point, like you didn't really fucking go out yeah. doing yeah, it. Yeah, 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 exactly. You weren't you weren't doing shit. <laughs> After I like recorded these parts and I kept playing them back, just like listening, to, like without the track under it, and I was like, "What the fuck did I? What did? How does this even work?" <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is the Rap Pack featuring Bethany Thomas and Anthony Gravino with Radio Night. Hold up. 
can't hear you. Ain't no quitting till we crash. I'm a black man in America, fam, and I've never been free This land is not my land, so fuck you, Woody Guthrie Y'all motherfuckers must be joking, think now brothers gonna stop they smoking Drink brown color nigga, goddamn fam, share a little with me That was my mentality, at 17, rolled up that green like Woody Harrelson I got cheers when I was chopping that broccoli Oh yeah, yo, you ain't paid for shit, slow your roll Hop in the whip and dip, lose control When we turn up on that radio, that radio show is jamming Seven MCs, the rapper packed in the back of the act One slamming track, come make our DS, we be in like Cameron Me be on time? Hell no, that be weird That neon sign says beer, so yeah, y'all, we must be here
It's the rap pack, we got sauce GQ, JQ, Jackson Pass Take hip-hop, get experimental Tuesday nights at 8.30 Central Hey everybody, what's up? It's your boy GQ from the Rat Pack. Shout out to Bethany Thomas, our musical guest. Big ups and much love to Steven Tachek, our podcast producer, engineer, mixer. Our intro voice, Zoe Schwartz. Oh yeah, you can give us money. You want to give us money? You should totally give us money. You could do that on our Anchor FM page. And even if you don't give us money, we still really like you. And you can still really like us even more by leaving a comment, by sharing, doing all that good stuff. So please spread it to some friends, tell people about it, check out our YouTube, hit the notifications bell, go to our SoundCloud, that's soundcloud.com slash listen to the rap pack. And we have all of our songs from every episode, from every Tuesday Night Live episode. Anyway, peace y'all from GQJQ, Jax and Paz. This has been Tuesday Night Live.